sorry I'm late, John. I was chasing a chicken around the garden. Of course you were, yes. I've got one <laughs> chicken. One chicken. Do you own a chicken? I own a chicken. One chicken. Yeah. Just so one. you're okay for eggs at the moment, then? She's not laying, so... That's what she's telling you. She's selling them to the neighbours. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> oh, tell my wife that. She thinks it's brilliant. <laughs> The Sheer Isolation podcast is presented by Kieran Moore and John Ponting. Hey, mate, we um we did a podcast last week, and I think it was pretty decent. Not too bad for a first. Yeah, I think it went really well. You, you've sorted a guest for this week, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Special. Yeah, absolutely. We did talk about this last week, and we said, right, let's let's cook something up. And I was putting the feelers out, and I thought, let's just go for the dragon. Let's go for 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 the big one. We went right to the top, and we got drum roll, drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. Mr. Frank Turner. Mr. Frank Turner. How did you sell it to him to say, yeah, I've just literally started a podcast. We've done one test episode and it went quite well. Do you want to be part of it? I didn't even met none of that. I just went, all right, mate, what are you doing on Thursday? Do you want to fancy a chat on Zoom? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing I, a podcast. Do you want to, do you want to chat? I, I suppose, in, in fairness, just like the rest of us, he is sat at home bored, nothing better to do. <laughs> so, yeah, so why not spend yeah. half hour talking to us? We're, we're still getting used to this idea of podcast and, and um, talking about brand and marketing. We, we still haven't said, welcome, you are with us on the Sheer Isolation podcast, episode two. Thank you for coming back. We have had so much lovely feedback from, from that first one that we did last week. It's been really lovely and it's kind of encouraged us to do more. And, and, and now, as I say, you pulled out the big guns and you've got Frank joining us for this episode. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. That's, uh, it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was great to do it. It's the first time I've ever done anything like this. It was brilliant to achieve. Um, and after watching the first one, we went, right, how do we, how do we up the stakes? How do we make it better? But this week, we've got a jingle. You may have noticed a jingle on the way in. Are you putting it in, John? I, I will put a jingle in, yes. <laughs> yes, the jingle's in. So we have a jingle. Yes, that's fantastic. Um, so that's really cool. And then next week, we might even have an intro video that goes with the jingle. So it's, it's kicking on week, week by week. Actual opening credit. You've got the, the podcast bug already, and you've Ooh. only done one. One, that's it. I know, it's all it took. I'm hooked. It's like smack. <laughs> you can edit that bit out, that's fine. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't know, and that's definitely staying in. Now, uh, let, let's get straight on to, to a track. Um, what, what track have you picked for us this week? This week, I've picked Sober Sun, who are a Trowbridge-based band. Um, they played with Gaz Brookfield uh, earlier this year in a sold-out gig in Trowbridge. Um, and they played kind of semi-acoustic, so they're kind of an electric band, did a slightly acoustic setup. Um, and it was absolutely fantastic. And everybody that came was like, brilliant, this fresh new band on the scene making cool, brilliant music. So they've sent us this video. It's, I think it's like, it's from the Lamb from Memory or from their, from like various bits and pieces. It's a great song. Um, they're great bands, they're great guys. So hopefully we'll be seeing more of them in the next few months. So this is Sober Song. Thank you. 
Packed um, half hour, and we've got we've, we've got an interview with with Frank Taylor that lasted about twenty five minutes. So what we're doing is splitting it, so we're having half this week, half next week. Um, now, you started off this uh, conversation, and the reason Frank agreed to this was so we could uh, promote the Music Venue Trust. Do you want to tell us a bit about that, Karen? Because I hadn't heard about this until you you'd mentioned it last week. Yes. Yeah, so uh, Mark David is the chap who is he's he's he is Mr. Numero Uno at Music Venue Trust, and Mark David. Uh, he does all the sort of campaigning and lobbying to the government on behalf of the music industry. So he was the chap that spearheaded the Agent for Change um, law, which is, uh, for anybody who doesn't know what Agent for Change is, uh, it's if you have a venue or you have a housing estate and whatever's new, so if the venue's new or if the new, if you are the agent for change, you are then responsible for the installation of either your venue or your housing estate so that you've cancelled out noise pollution. That's a, that was a big game changer. So we, we've all know, heard about venues that have shut down because houses have cropped up next to them and then there's noise pollution complaints. And you, you hear about this, it's a lot old story. Well, it's, it was challenged by Mark David and the Music Venue Trust and they got, they got it written into law. So he's a really fantastic guy. I've, I'm friends with him on Facebook. I follow him. I've, I, I listen and read a lot of his emails and I'm, I, I try and take on what he's trying to say and, and get under, I understand it. Um, and yesterday he did a... Um, just a chat, just a live chat, exactly what we're doing with Frank, uh, with Frank, and I, I watched it and I was like, it's really interesting. Um, 
right, so when he comes on later, I'm going to ask him a bunch of questions related to it. And, so, and as it transpired, we did. So this and is we it. Will, we will hear the first part of that interview right now. So well, first of all, we'll go just give Frank, can you give us a quick recap on what you're doing for the Music Venue Trust um, in terms of the streams and where that's heading? So what you're doing next? Yeah. Um, well, so basically I'm doing a series of live streams um, from my house, uh, which seems like an easy and practical thing to do. Um, the first one that I did when I got home from tour and lockdown started was a fundraiser for my uh, touring crew, my touring family. Um, so I've managed to pay uh, 11 people um, for a couple of months work, which uh, felt like a good thing to do. But there was obviously the potential to do more and to do more fundraisings. And um, I've done a lot of work with Music Venue Trust and Independent Venue Week in the past. And as we all know, running um, an independent venue is a pretty thankless task at the best of times, or at least can be, uh, and is certainly financially risky and everyone's staring to the abyss right now. And it just sort of occurred to me that I can't single-handedly save, you know, the NHS or something like that. But like what I can do is make small differences to people who have made differences for me over the years. So um, the first one I did was from Nambuka in North London. Um, uh, and then what I'm doing is I'm doing a, an album every week. Um, I'm doing them once a week because I feel like there's a limit to the amount of time people want to see me play probably and indeed probably your fans are pretty (laughs) your fans yeah i just think if i was doing it every day people might get a little um (laughs) 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 and there's also you know i mean obviously it's hard economic times for everybody right now and i don't want to be um uh taking the mick in terms of the amount of money that I'm trying to raise, but we've been averaging about 10 grand a show um, so far, which is a significant amount of money for a grassroots music venue. Um, Yeah. So so we've done Nambuco. We've done the Jones arms on the railway. And tonight I'm doing the Tunbridge Wells forum. um, And I will be announcing where I'm going next week. I'm not going anywhere, but um, (laughs) where I'm sort of conceptually going next week um one of the things like, i, I want to say to people is that like i'm aware that all the ones i've done so far have been london or the south and i am finally heading up north uh next week which feels good um but yeah you know the, the idea is that um it, one of the important things about it is that you don't have to pay to tune into the live stream it's not like a ticketed thing paid entry because i understand that there's a lot of people who either you know, gave what they could last week or or people who've lost their income completely or who work on the front line NHS or all this kind of thing. I want it to also serve as a a sort of community gathering point for the people who are interested in that too. But while we're there, you know, my line is always, if you would have paid a tenner to see this gig in, in in a club, then put that tenner in and if you if you're drinking a can of beer from the fridge that costs you a quid and that would have cost you four quid for a pint at the bar then put three quid in you know for every beer that you have um and because this is the thing it is hard times for everybody but i mean a lot of people i know uh furloughed or, or indeed work jobs that are continuing to work and that kind of thing and you know and that's good um but if if there are people who are not completely financially wrecked by what's going on then I can ask for a contribution to a sector that we care about. Oh, that's very, I think it's fantastic you're doing it. And and I love the fact that you're looking after the venues that helped you on the way up as well. I mean, that's just fantastic. Yeah, totally. Although, I mean, it's interesting because what I did initially was just sort of, the whole thing started because I was chatting with Giles at Nambuka and I was going to go to Nambuka and do a live stream from there. And then the lockdown came in and we both went. uh, um, uh, So um, I've sort of let venues come to me. I'm not, I'm not sure that it, I can quite see how it would work for me to call up a venue and be like, hi, you guys screwed. Um, (laughs) So and my email address is very public. And and the thing is, you know, the joiners and the railway came together very quickly because they're friends anyway. And of course. 
and all the rest of it. Um, and indeed, Thomas Wells Forum, Chris Pritchard, who works there, is one of my dearest friends. Um, but then, you know, funnily enough, actually, the venue that I'm doing next week, I've never been to. Um, uh, right, but okay. they are a the northern uh, venue. Yeah, a northern venue um, that I've, I've not actually played. Um, and in a funny way, it's a reason for me to go there and play once all of this uh, sorts itself out, as and whenever that will be. Oh, that, that'll be special for, for that town as well, won't it? So yeah, that's... definitely. I'm being a bit... I, there's no particular reason for me to be coy about this. It's a venue called The Shed in Huddersfield. Um, uh, but they got in touch. And I've sort of been doing it on a first-come, first-served basis. But at the moment, I'm now booked out for months ahead. And <laughs> I've been sort of saying to the people at the end of the queue, as it were, that... Um, it's a little bit tentative because if lockdown lifts in a significant way or whatever, then the live stream thing might not make as much sense. But then well, that actually you, brings us nicely to the next, hmm. my next personal concept question is once this is all over, do you think there's going to be a platform for live streaming moving forwards? Um, I don't know. I think that I've been reassured in a, in the taking the longer view that a live stream show, whilst it is, it does bring some of the sense of community a sort of a, a, a shallow version of the sense of community you get a gig. It isn't the same. And um, I remember, you know, a few years ago I did a, I had a meeting with some VR people who were talking about making a VR filming of a gig that people could watch at home. And I'm pleased to say that it was rubbish because they've made every other aspect of what I do downloadable. Um, and in a purely self-interested way, it's quite a relief that you can't download the experience of a gig. And it isn't the same because one of the it's things the same, yeah. live music and indeed sport and many other things offer is that sense of gathering, which is something that increasingly in our modern society is, is rarer as we've all sort of become more isolated and moved more online and all that kind of thing. So um, I think that um, I, I say all of that. I mean, one of the things that I find very interesting about what's happening right now is that like in any given situation where you've got, thousands tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of people around the world engaging with a medium with a new um sense of purpose then people are going to come up with interesting things do you know what i mean and somebody somewhere yeah. will probably think of a really cool way of doing this that's a bit new and a bit different and it'll evolve and i think that's cool and i think that's exciting but at the end of the day you know i've spent the last 20 years first of all traveling and secondly trying to gather large groups of people in small rooms and um so you wouldn't treat yourself in the foot yeah i mean it is still what i love and you know, um, I, the big question for everybody is when, and more importantly, how all of this is going to end. I have a, I'm extremely doubtful that I'm going to be doing any gigs this year. Um, I think that we will, the lockdown will ease somewhat, but I completely accept that getting everybody into a room, um, crammed in together, sweating, stage diving, whatever is, you know, is, is, is a bad shout. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 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 it pains me to say that um but uh you know i don't there's a lot of people i mean first of all there are some people who started sort of rebooking shows for august or whatever and i was like you're out of your fucking mind um that's not gonna happen um and i don't know also i was having this discussion yesterday with with my team as it were and like there's a quite a lot of people who are trying for reasons that i think are, are defensible but trying to sort of treat this whole thing like a minor blip and i don't think it is a minor blip i think this is a major generational event um and i think that i want to kind of whenever i'm allowed out of the house and in, and indeed whenever i'm allowed to play shows which i suspect will be much further down the line i want to sort of treat this with the um Reverence is the right word, but the, the consideration yeah. it deserves. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to yeah. just be like, well, that was just a little thing. Anyway, back to plan A. And it's, 
you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm starting yeah. to spend my time, of which I have quite a lot, um, thinking about, you know, how to sort of, about the rhetoric and presentation of, of what I do and, uh, when I'm allowed to do it. Frank, that, that, um, from what you were saying there, that kind of brings me on to one of my questions, which was, you've obviously been from grassroots and, and being able to just call up a venue and say, sorry, I can't play tonight for whatever reason, for, yeah. for disappointment, maybe 20 people, compared to where you are now doing like European international tours with this crisis going on around the world. How do you start to pick it up? Because obviously countries are going to come back online at different times yeah. and have different laws at different times. Um, and you're in that situation where you're going from yeah. country to country. No, totally. I mean, I can I can say this now as we're talking. Um, uh, we, you know, I've got Lost Evenings Festival is supposed to be happening in Berlin next month. It's not happening. There's no possible way it can happen. So we're at, and and indeed, this is an interesting minor point. Actually, is just that like we've known it's not going to happen for quite a long time. But if we unilaterally cancelled it before the German government made announcements about lockdowns, then I would have essentially bankrupted the independent promoter I've been working with in Germany for twelve years, and I'm not going to do that. And I've had, and it's just it's a very frustrating situation for me because I get kids. Um, one of the problems with the internet is it makes everybody an instant expert on everything, or at least consider themselves to be. And all these kids sort of emailing me or, or tweeting at me or whatever, sort of being like, oh, you know, why are you doing this and this and this about Lost Evenings? It's like, for a whole fucking host of reasons about which you know nothing at all. So just <laughs> back in your fucking box. Do you know what I mean? And, <laughs> and it's, but it's, it's really, I don't want to sound overly kind of wound up about it, but I mean, it is, you know, people are like, oh, I'm really gutted that Lost Evenings might be cancelled. And I'm like, you're gutted. Yeah. you're fucking gutted do you want to talk about how i feel about it do you know what i mean it's yeah, like right. a, a career level catastrophe for me in many ways you know um so so yeah i mean i've, I've no idea i mean international travel who knows um one of the other things as well which i've been discussing with quite a lot of people is that i have a feeling that for a time at least as important as kind of government restrictions on gatherings is going to be the popular feeling about gatherings. Mm -hmm. You know, if the British government announced tomorrow that I could play a 200 cap gig and I went and did it, I'm not sure how many people would show up. Um, I think people are scared and I think people are, are at the very least very cautious and which in, men, in many ways is not a terrible thing actually. And I think that it's kind of interesting in this country that we how the lockdown in this country is not necessarily being backed by particularly authoritarian state powers kind of thing it's just kind of happening because in a good way i think that people have listened to what the experts have saying kind of gone yeah okay that's fair enough um but with that in mind you know i, I think that there may well come a period of time when gigs are sort of okay to happen again, but are going to struggle for a while because a lot of people are going to take a decision that it's not the right thing for them to do. And I can't argue with that. Um, and I'm going to have to think about, again, I mean, you know, if they announced tomorrow that I was allowed to go and do gigs, I would nevertheless pause and think about whether it was the right thing to do which is difficult because the other thing to mention all this is that that's my fucking living right there do you know what i mean i am screwed financially right now um and you know um i have source of income for things like merchandise and song publishing and that kind of thing which is, means i'm not going to get like evicted or starved to death but certainly like my sort of financial universe has just imploded completely absolutely and I'm obviously that's that's a terrible thing situation to have to sit yourself in I know from a promoter's and from a venue's point of view, all the venues that I'm in contact with at the moment in the Southwest are looking at sort of thinking about relaunching in September. But one of the things we've all said to each other is, hang on a minute, what's, there's going to be a lot of bands you're going to want to perform, who are going to need to perform to start paying them again, et cetera. And then you've got this, you've got the two sides of the, of the coin with the, with the audience. They're reticent to go back out or potentially a lot of them, people are desperate to go out and only so many gigs to go around. You're potentially going to see 
thousands of gigs and only half so, I, I, I mean, this, we're getting into the nitty gritty now. I feel very strongly like um, as and when I'm out and gigging again, I'm going to do I'm going to do gigs as door splits with promoters for a while. I think that the um, the previous sort of model that people had of having kind of guarantees and then verses and all that kind of thing. I don't think that's really fair for going to be fair for an artist to charge immediately. So because nobody knows uh, for yeah. the exact reasons that you're talking about. And I think that any artist with any sense is going to approach it, you know, with a sense of kind of, we're all in this together, hopefully, and sort of try and make sure that venue promoter and artists all sort of get what's fair for them. But, you know, for me to just sort of show up at a gig and be like, well, you know, I'm going to get, I need a guarantee of X amount of money. And then a bunch, not many people turn up and I end up fucking a promoter in a venue anyway. I mean, that's ridiculous. I'm not going to do that. So that was part one of uh, Frank Turner's interview with us at the Sheer Isolation podcast. It, one thing that struck me about that was just it was such an honest interview. He had n- no cast to his chest. It was all on the table. This, this is the situation. This is how it's going to be. Really genuine, honest, nice guy. I never get the impression he's trying to um, achieve anything behind it. Certainly not for his own personal gain. It's always very honest. And, he's, and, he, and he loves the community that he works within. He loves the industry and he wants to support them. So, um, yeah. Uh, it was great. It's really insightful. And obviously, we've got we've got part two coming up next week. Um, and he's going to play us. He's, he's got a song for us to play out on as well, which will be a secret until next week. Ooh. Got to keep people guessing till next week. Uh, Tune in next week. That's good. Get the <laughs> subscribers up. You can obviously subscribe to us. Um, this podcast is available in video format on YouTube, and it is now in audio format in Pocket Casts. And we are hoping to get it uh, onto some other podcasting platforms uh, in the coming weeks. Yes, well done for all your hard work achieving that. It's probably time for another song. Um, So, this is your um, pick. This is my pick, and I have picked um, a band called Splat the Rat, which is um, it's kind of an offshoot from Missing Rosie. So you may be familiar with Missing Rosie. Do quite a lot of really upbeat, kind of piratical um, jumping around, kind of really tap dance, tap dancing, foot foot stomping, (laughs) (laughs) tap dancing. (laughs) Not their age. <laughs> no, foot stomping folk. Um, yeah. So Splat the Rat's kind of an offshoot of that. It, it's more mellow. It's got a couple of the same people in the band. Uh, but this is more towards the, the traditional side of, of folk, as probably the, as, as the name Splat the Rat may well suggest. But um, the reason I picked this song, I thought it was really interesting because they've recorded it in the last couple of weeks while we've been in isolation. And you, you do see on the news and on programs uh, occasionally of like choirs trying to sing and harmonise together over... Skype or Zoom, yeah. and it never quite works because diff- people have different latencies and different internet connections, yeah. and it just goes a bit wrong. So what they decided to do is they sat down and did the song all together, but then they went off, re-recorded their own separate bits, and then redubbed it and stuck it all back together again. And it it shows that as a band, you still can record music uh, and get it out to to people. So well, I've um, not this- seen this video yet, so I'm actually really excited to see and listen to this. Good, good. I'm, I'm glad I yeah. can introduce it to you. <laughs> this is really cool. Um, so yeah, this is, uh, this is Splat the Rat and it's called Keep Your Head Up. Between us, I got my mind 
on second best The scars are come with green As I gave my eyes to the bottom To see why won't let me in I tried my best to embrace The darkest in which Walking back down this mountain, the strength of a turning tide, the wind so soft on my skin, the sun upon my side was looking out for the happiness that I search on between the sheets, feeling blind. Then I realized that all I was searching for was me. Searching for was me and oh, oh, oh Keep your head up, keep your heart strong. No, 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 no. Keep your mindset, keep your head on. No, my darling, keep your head up, keep your heart strong. No, 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 no. Keep your mindset.
you wanted to talk about some streaming that's coming up next week. Yeah, so next week, uh, so we seem to, Sheer seem to have settled into a Wednesday night uh, live stream. So we have got the wonderful, the charming, the ex- excellent, a guy who I saw on Instagram earlier used to have the coolest hair. It's Mr. Benjamin Sides. Uh-huh. When you say the coolest hair, are we talking like full-scale afro or? Oh, it, it, not far off. He, he had, um, you remember like, um, at the drive-in, um, mm. their hair. He, had, he has their hair, at the drive-in hair. It's amazing. <laughs> It's, I'm sorry, Ben, but it's all gone downhill since then. <laughs> <laughs> I know you had to get a job and stuff, but mate, that hair was awesome. <laughs> You've got a weird way of promoting acts, haven't you? I have. It's all up. Yeah, it's just, they're wonderful. <laughs> if you are a musician or a band and you want to get a video over to us, and then the email address is sheerisolation at gmail.com. Um, so you can just uh, whack over a few YouTube links, whatever else you've got. So um, yeah, feel free to send it over to us. And uh, thanks for your, all your kind feedbacks and, and comments so far. Um, this has encouraged us to, to make a proper run of this. So we will be doing this every Saturday. Until you stop listening. Right. Kieran, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for yeah. um, uh, joining Good us um, to do this podcast. And, and thank you for, for arranging Mr. Turner to call in. That was so uh, surreal having it pop on my Zoom saying... Francis Turner wants to join your chat. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a pleasure to, to do that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it was fun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, so we will be back next week with more. So take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Take care. Cheers, John. Bye.